asking you about that. Okay. <laughs> God, I'm, I'm so used to do like Zoom interviews. The last like six interviews I've done has been on Zoom. Oh, really? So like, I, and like a lot of artists I've been interviewing are either in European countries. Like I, I interviewed somebody from the UK, Paris, Nashville. So it's like, it's like the opportunity to finally speak to somebody in person. In person, first, yeah. The, have you heard of this band 40 Feet Tall? From out of Portland. Oh, that sounds familiar. So I just interviewed them. And the last time they were the last band I interviewed in here. And I got it wrong with the cords because I have two cords on that camera. Uh-huh. And I put the one that was supposed to connect to my phone on it. Oh, so man. the whole thing got recorded audio wise, but I got none of the like the oh, camera quality the sounds. So I was like, oh, my God. They, I, I could tell they were kind of irritated by it. So I was like, of course, you guys took your time to come out here and you have difficulties. So it's like we're just and then. We had this whole setup with her laptop connected to her, um, to other software and to the TV. So like, mm. if we were like need co- like to look up something, we can do it. Oh, my cool. son poured water on her laptop, oh, man. so her laptop's completely destroyed. I, technical difficulties are just like constant. They, ha- they, they happen, happen all the time. And and, and the thing that sucks too, it's like because like I you know we try to squeeze everything into such a small window because of people's schedules. Right, people are so busy. And that you don't like, have like hours to do it. Yeah. And to make sure that everything's working just as it is. Yeah. So, so back to what you were saying about like why you like, you're like, I you didn't, didn't understand why they didn't have this kind of setup to where like to play certain music. And you're like, I'm going to yeah. do it myself. Yeah. I just felt like there should be, I don't know, like thinking about what college radio and community radio has kind of like been in the past. It just felt like there should be somewhere where local musicians can play a little live session, you know, on air yeah. and, and be interviewed. And, um, yeah. And since I've started doing it, I don't know, it's been, it's been really sweet. How many people are willing to take that time and just super cool hearing so many different perspectives on, you know, inspiration and, and writing process. Um, yeah, it's been really fun. See, like for me, I feel like it kind of turned to a selfish adventure. Cause I'm like, like likewise with yourself, like when you said, well, I can just do it. Right. So I was like, first, when I started off, I was like, okay. Cause it was during COVID, um, Portland had this like negative reputation, you know, because yeah. protests, different things. And I like growing up in Portland, cause I've only lived in Vancouver for what the last nine years and okay. growing up in Portland, I love the city. I loved everything about it. I know that like every city has its downfalls right. and like negative sides, but like, how do I promote the best parts of the city? And it started off talking with like local business owners and uh, local artists, different people, variety. And then I got really interested in like, I befriended a fellow. His name is Jonah, uh, Jonah P from this band called Palomino Joyride. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he was introducing me to these bands and I kind of got locked in and obsessed with like this music culture. And cause I've never been involved in it before. Oh really? And so like meeting bands and like, I've always been a huge fan of music. I've always loved, like I've always been obsessed with just, looking up discovering going on blog sites downloading new music and just discovering new stuff i'd listen to like something like does this thing have a new sound Mm -hmm. uh does like just kind of understand it kind of like get into the history or like the observing where music might be going and i became obsessed with it and i was like well i don't see a lot of other people making music podcasts like why don't i do it yeah and like you said about artists taking the time to do it like, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Like, I, I, I was like, okay, well, starting off, I, they gained nothing from me. Right. Like they gained a <laughs> little bit of promotion, maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, like, so for them to take the time to do this, I'm not going to take that for granted. Right. So, like, wh- who was, like, the first person you interviewed, the first musician that you interviewed that? Well, I started with um, with a musician who goes to my school, 3X Tuck is his show name, Eli. That's a cool name. And yeah, he, he picked a good one there. Um, and I know him a little bit, so I was like, okay, like I'll get, cash in a favor on this first one. Hell yeah. And then I kind of just reached out to a couple other musicians that I was friendly with. And then, yeah, I was surprised. Like now I have people who reach out to me sometimes and, and want to be on the show. And I'm like, Really? Dude, artists are great. Yeah. Because like they just, for one, they're just, I can't imagine being a musician during COVID because oh my you're gosh, like, yeah. no more live shows. You can't perform live. And you're, in a way it's good because you kind of had no other choice mm-hmm. but to stay home or to stay in your recording studio and make music. You know, right. Some people might've lost their jobs. 
And just like now I got a lot of time to do stuff. So a lot of mu- a good music got made during COVID. I it feel like really there was did. An explosion of music. Yeah, a hundred percent. Sorry, I'm just going. Oh, sounds good. Like phones so <laughs> buzzing in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like so. I was like, when somebody took the time to talk with me, and then you, I, I, one thing I didn't think about that I would counter was like how introverted some artists are. Because mm. it, it made sense as soon as it happened. Where I was like, the first interview, I was like, oh, they're not that makes sense. They, they're a musician. Not all musicians are going to be super chatty. Some might just be quiet and yeah. express themselves through their music. Who was the first musician you interviewed? God, I, Jonah, maybe? I'm trying to think. Do you remember the first interview? Yeah. So Jonah, so the thing I tried to do with our date nights is like, I'll go online. I'll go to like Doug Fur's website. Okay, yeah. Um, different venues. And I'll see like a band that we don't know or a band that we might know that's in town. And I saw this guy, uh, this band, Palomino Drill Ride, their banner caught my attention because it showed like a dude on a horse, but with all this graphic behind it. And okay, yeah. He only had one song. And um, I listened to the song on Spotify, really liked it. And I think it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I woke her up. I was like, you want to go? <laughs> I was like, we can go this weekend. She's like, yeah. She's like, let's do it. So I go. And the podcast has already been going for a little bit. And I, I already had the idea of wanting to talk to some artists. Okay, yeah. So I go to the show and I had, I just had the nerve to approach him right after the show and be like, Hey man, that was such a good show. Man, like good very shoegazy. You know, mm-hmm. So it was like very ambient. It had like a nice, like projected light show behind him. And it was just him on the guitar and his friend Kevin playing the keyboard. And I just loved it. It was such an experience. And I was hooked ever since. And then when he came on, shout out Jonah, because I mean, he's a character i hope one day <laughs> i hope you're able I, I, i'd love for you to talk to oh, him that'd he, be awesome he's such an interesting fellow he comes over to my house and never met him before and i was like before he came i was like hey did you want, you want me to get you some beer or something he's like yeah sure why not he chugs a six-pack during the <laughs> entire interview chugs an entire six-pack in 45 oh minutes oh my gosh and uh, like super conversational like i didn't think we we're gonna become friends at this point i just thought like you know this is a great conversation right well she accidentally takes my car keys to work with her in her car. So I have to ask Jonah for a ride to my work. <laughs> <laughs> right? like, so my work's like five minutes down the road. And I was like, hey, man, do you mind giving me a ride to work? He's like, yeah, dude, sure, whatever. And so like the drive there, the short drive to my work, he's showing me different bands that he's like uh, come across this rap group called Horror, uh, different things. And me and him just kind of connected on that. We're just chilling, like having a good time. And then he invited me to his birthday party at, he lives like off of Powell, downtown Portland, like near downtown Portland. There's a bar across the street that he celebrates his birthday at. So he invited okay. me to it where he's doing a live show with a couple other bands. And I got, I was introduced to the Max, mm. um, Los Gondos. I forgot the other two bands, but, and just that, just by like talking to people. And like, I think anybody, uh, when they have somebody that shows interest in what they're doing, um, kind of is flattered by that. And I, I try yeah. to be like, I, I, I have this cardinal rule where I can only interview people that I like or are <laughs> interested in. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel rule. like that's probably common. Right. Yeah. So, like where you're like, I'm only going to talk to people that I'm interested in. Cause otherwise I feel like the conversation is going to be disingenuous or I have to, like, I try, if you have to try to approach it with like, teach me about something. You okay. Know? Yeah. Like, like if I'm going to interview somebody that I like their music, but I'm not familiar with the genre, then I have to, I'd be like, oh, maybe I could take this as an opportunity to teach me something about um, kind of like your art in the form of music you make. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, so like Lewis and Clark, what made you want to go to that university? Cause I, I, I used to, I have a couple of friends that used to go there. A few oh, years really? Ago, and they really like the college. Okay. And yeah. I think uh, one of them is a music teacher now. Uh, his name is Chris, but like, I've heard nothing but good things about that college. Not Chris I Clark Johnson. Ten. It's, um, it's in Southwest. It's in an odd spot, just like up on a hill. Um, it's a beautiful campus though. If yeah. you ever get the chance to go over there, lots of wedding photo shoots. Um, oh, a lot. is it very like, w- like a lot of trees? Lot yeah. Of it's an old estate. So it's like, yeah, beautifully landscaped and, but, um, but I'm from Omaha, Nebraska originally. Wow. So, so- I, so you chose to go to Lewis and Clark from Omaha? Yeah, from Omaha. I, I knew I wanted to come to the West Coast, and I, I thought I wanted to be in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and I don't even really know how Lewis and Clark got on my radar, but um, 
came down to it and they gave me a great scholarship and it seemed cool and been out here ever since. I ended up taking a year off in COVID and just living in Portland and one of the best decisions I've ever made. I, I really love being out here and I feel like starting to get my, my roots a little bit more. Um, How are you feeling long-term wise? Like when this is all done, do you think you'll stay or you go somewhere else? Like maybe a different city than Omaha? Or? Yeah, I think a different city than Omaha, but I do feel like I want to explore a couple other places after Portland. I, I love living here, but um, I don't know. Just still got that, that itch to see a couple more places. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, the, you, you know, you went in with that, took, taking the chance of, I'm going to leave like my hometown and come to Portland and yeah. give it a chance for a few years. He was like, and enjoy it. I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's awesome. Yeah. But I do the same thing. It's like we, we contemplate all the time, just packing up, selling our stuff and going to LA or New York or something. And like, don't get me wrong. We like our house. This house, we bought this house two years ago. And one thing we realized as soon as we bought this house was we don't want to live in Vancouver. No offense to Vancouver, <laughs> but we don't want to live here. We spend most of our time in Portland. Yeah. Anyway. And uh, we don't need as much space. Like, it's really mm. odd. Like, it, even with two kids, we could probably live in a place that's slightly smaller. Yeah, like, really? Yeah, I don't know. We thought, you know, like, you ever have, like, an idea for something? Yeah, and then you, you get it, and it's not what you thought. It's not what you think. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, you think that you're supposed to do something at a certain stage of your life. You're mm. like, we're married now, we got kids, we should buy a house. And then once you do it, you realize it's not all what it seemed like was amped up to be. Yeah, for sure. And that's where we're kind of at now. We're like, it's, and then for me growing up in Portland, this is never living in Vancouver the last almost 10 years. It still doesn't feel like home really. Yeah. You no, know? that's funny. Yeah. But, um, so that. what year are you in school right now? So I'm a junior now. Ooh. Yeah. Um, cause I took that year off. So got a little extra time, which feels really great. Got another year to do this show. Oh yeah. Are you still going to continue to do the show as you like go on? Or is this something that's like for right now? And then like, and you're not really worried about like where it's going in the future when you leave and you might do something else. Like so, somewhere in between those two options. I really enjoy doing it. And I definitely want to keep it going for as long as I can. I think when I graduate, it'll probably take on a shape like more similar to what, to what you do and just with not knowing where I'll live and what I'll be doing. A lot of uncertainty. A lot of uncertainty, but it's definitely something I want to keep that I want to keep pursuing. And so it was really cool. I was really touched when you, when you reached out to do this because it's really cool to see someone else. I was just so just impressed doing by that. everything, dude. And like, that's why I was like, it was so impressive. Cause I was like, she's better at this than me. I, like, <laughs> I would not say that the graphic was cool. Like the p conversations you had in the format that they performed. Cause I've tried getting artists to perform on the show. I've only had one band ogre that brought their ukulele and their like bongo drums and <laughs> played on the show. Everybody else, I brought it up and like, they just like, Oh, just a lot to carry around. Yeah. You know, the bands are kind of like, I don't want And I'm like, and then you apply it to the room and you're like, yeah, it's probably not going to work. Yeah. I know. I've been really surprised. Um, how eager people are to do the live session, especially like I send them the details before they get there. And I'm like, it's going to be a walk with some stairs with all of your things. <laughs> like, no worries. But like, no, no worries. I'll help you carry if that helps, you know, <laughs> whatever we can do. That's awesome. Yeah. So like, um, what, when, when they do their live performances, like, do you go out looking for certain artists or like you, like, what kind of genres of music do you like listening to? And like, what are you, what are your interests? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, as everyone says, like, I like all kinds of music. I think I'm definitely drawn um, towards rock and kind of harder rock. So that's been most of the bands I've had on so far. A couple, a couple singer songwriters and indie folk. Um, I love all of that stuff too. Same. But yeah, I, I think, um, I kind of got like at this point I have more or less the rest of my semester kind of booked up, which is insane to me. Isn't it nice? Oh, I just, it's so it just nice. finally started happening. Yeah. Like you can edit. I'm sure release a lot of stress because you're like, that's less I have to edit. I yes. can get everything done at once and then take a break for like a week or two. Yeah. Focus on other things. Yeah, totally. It's so relieving. It's so nice. But um, yeah. And like I said, I had a couple bands reach out to me and, and they were kind of in the 
that like hard rock vein. And I was like, yeah, I haven't heard of you, but sounds great. Like kind of what you were saying, I'm sure there's something I can learn here. Um, but I'm definitely like hoping, um, I'm trying to figure out the summer situation with the school, which is always a little tricky, but I'm hoping to get a little bit more diversity in there. Um, after this next round of bands, I'd love to have some other genres and, Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly where I went because it started off with like metal and alternative rock. Yeah. And then I was like, cause I'm like, oh, I like that. I like that. Like I like that genre of music. But then I was like, outside of just trying to like expose myself to different artists and different genres, it was like, Oh, what more can I learn? Yeah, because exactly. As soon as I felt that impulse to just do something else, mm-hmm. I just do it. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I'm not against like, if I listen to a band and I like their music and, and they're coming on the show. Of course, I'll interview and talk to them. Yeah. But I was like, let's let's get some mix in here. You know, like I just talked to a dude yesterday named Dimitri Von Bern from Paris, France. Right. Oh, man. I just came across this stuff on uh, YouTube. It was scrolling through, you know, like the algorithm sending me stuff at this yeah. point. Yeah. The one thing I love about doing this is like on my Instagram or um, on my Spotify playlist and YouTube, I get sent people mm-hmm. that based on my interests that they think I might like. And I came across this guy. It was the most difficult. Like, great interview, but huge accent barrier. Oh, I like, bet. I had to lock in so hard because the dude had a deep French accent, and I can barely understand what he was saying. <laughs> and I like, I had to be like, and it's like, um, we had to schedule the time difference, right? Because oh, uh, yeah. it's like eight hours ahead there, and so like it's early afternoon. I just worked the night before, and I'm tired, so I'm sitting here. I started the podcast talking to him, and he's like, "Can you?" Hear? I was like, "Can you hear me? Can you hear me?" He's like, no, 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 I can't hear you. And then I didn't realize I didn't have my microphone plugged in or anything. And I'm like, oh, so, right, of course. Like, like my bad. <laughs> I was like so like tired and just like, uh, but like conversation was great. The dudes talked to me about his experiences, like meeting the band Phoenix. Oh, um, cool. Being like, we shared similar interests of like Daft Punk. And like, he was just talking to me about French music culture. That's uh, right? really interesting. And if I would have never had the impulse to just reach out or to never like to look outside of the genre of music, I usually listen to yeah would have never happened yeah what kind of genre was his music it's kind of oh, i guess like he calls it dream like well, i guess it's called dream pop cosmic pop interesting there's two people i've come across very and they're both from like uh the the uk and the uh in europe that are trying to start this thing called cosmic pop right I'm like, like, I have an idea of what that would sound like. It's probably what you think. Okay. Like, okay. Think of space. Yeah. 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 Space for sure. Is the theme. Okay. Like, so like most of the, vi- the like his, vi- he came out with this song, uh, actually yesterday, the, like the day of our interview called space dunk. Okay. And I, I don't get how the name came up. He came up with that name, but like, it's just, it's a, a animated visual mm-hmm. of like astronauts and aliens kind of dancing to the music in the background. And then there's this other individual. I'm going to, I'm going to be interviewing like two weeks the million dollar cowboy. And I don't know anything about him because if you go on a Spotify, he has, he just put, created Spotify as zero followers. And no music his, on it? No music on it. Yet. Okay. I guess he said, like, you go to his Instagram, he's got, I think, like a couple thousand followers. But on his biography, when I looked him up, he's a UK artist moving to the United States, just signed a record deal. Hmm. So I get to interview him like a week prior to a music release oh. in, in the United States. And he said the same thing about the cosmic pop. I'm like, what's going on? What is going pop? on? Maybe that's the new wave. I'm thinking, but you're like, you're right on the edge of it, though. You're I, 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 finding I, out. I just thought, like, okay, let's let's listen to this. I've heard of like uh, dream pop. There's diff- indie pop, folk pop. There's tons sure. of different versions of pop. What yeah. does that even mean? Right. But then, like, listening to the samples that he's released, like the he's released a couple snippets of promoting his album. Okay. And it's very like Daft Punk. Okay. Like, they're all trying. From what I heard from Dimitri. He's trying to go for like that animated cartoon feel like on the one yeah. more time Daft Punk video where it's like just anime characters dancing. And I'm like, I, I think that's coming back now. Yeah. That's such a specific vibe, though. Such it a is. such a particular inspiration. That's really interesting. Isn't it though? And yeah. It, like, it immediately intrigues me to think of like, I have to talk to this guy about it because why so specific? Yeah, absolutely. And like, how do you... Ah, how do you decide? Like, that is what I want to do. That's yeah. what I want to make right there. Well, it's a, it's a crazy thing about talking to like musicians and getting in their minds. It's like they have their 
odd little inspirations for things. I'm totally. sure you've talked to people about it when you've asked them, like, hey, what made you start doing this? Like, uh-huh. what was your influences? And they all have very specific influences. And just like us with, like, our interest in music, like, it's always tied to an emotion or something, like, at a moment to where you listen to a song and it had an effect on you. Yeah. Right? And, like, and that kind of sends you in that direction and you kind of seek that feeling or familiarity that you heard in the song before. Mm-hmm. So like growing up in Nebraska, like how was, how did you get exposed to like it, the indie world of music? And like, cause I, I, I don't know much about Nebraska. I know it's kind of like in the middle of the United States. You've got that right. And, and that pro- is about as much as most people know. <laughs> maybe like a little, like probably the artist you would see locally might be country music. I'm assuming. It's actually, um, so it's interesting because I have some friends now who are from the South and I really was not exposed to that much country music as much as they were. But my parents are both huge music fans um, and were big like indie alternative people when they were younger. So they really exposed me to a lot of like what founded my music taste. My dad is big into the replacements and wow. Wilco. Um, and my mom. Wilco was great. Like dads love Wilco. Dads love Wilco. Guys of the, he was probably, uh, how old is your father? If you don't mind me asking. Oh, he's man. His birthday. Oh my God. I didn't text him on his birthday. Wow. I we'll have to edit that out. Either. I had to, I had to lie about it though. Sorry, dad. But Sorry, dad. He, yeah. he checks us out on YouTube. But I remember like but my dad, I forgot his birthday because him and my wife have the same birthday. Their birthdays oh. are the same day. I didn't forget her birthday. <laughs> but then, I forgot my dad's birthday. And then, and then the next day I had to write a book. Hey, I tried because he lives like north of here in Battleground. Oh, okay. And lives up in the mountains where there's like no cell reception. Oh, so there you go. You tried to text him I and it didn't to, go through. I used the cell reception <sighs> excuse. I was like, yeah, I tried writing you, dad, and calling you. <laughs> because like there are times when I call him. And he doesn't answer his phone. And he says, like, I just didn't get your call because the reception's bad. Okay. So, so it could, he could be lying, but it could it could be true. And he's he a 65-year-old Portuguese man. Okay, so yeah. So it's kind of like there's that uh, kind of like barrier of technology where he was yeah. not surprised that it would happen. Right. So I was kind of like, sorry, Dad. I, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> my, dad, my dad's 53, 54. Oh, so he was probably like in his youth, probably late teens, early 20s when like Wilco was like popular. Yeah, more, more or less. Um, and yeah, they like they lived in Minneapolis for a while and um, kind of right when the replacements were coming up and were, you know, on the edge of that scene. So um, cool. Yeah, they're really cool. I'm really grateful for them. But the big Omaha band, I don't know if, if you know Bright Eyes, you know, first day of my life. I've heard of Bright Eyes. I don't think I've heard of that song. The name sounds really familiar. That's fine. Yeah, that's totally OK. But they were a big like 90s indie band um, and they're from Omaha. And that was kind of the first thing for me that I was like, oh, people from this nowhere place can like do this thing too. Um, and my parents, you know, were fans and I just kind of became a huge fan of theirs. And then I, I play, I play music. Um, I still do, but I did it a lot more in high school and kind of got into the scene just that way, you know, going to shows. And when you're in a small small city like that i mean and you're going to indian alternative shows like you see the same people yeah at every show um, <laughs> you get to know them real quick yeah real exactly quick. um so yeah i think that definitely like inspired me to to keep searching for that being in portland and obviously it's a b- way bigger scene here but it does still feel kind of the same way sometimes. It, is. it yeah. definitely is. Like uh, everybody's performing at the same venues. And mm-hmm. I didn't even learn this until like we have a lot of small theaters usually conjoined or involved in bars. Yeah. Like that. And that's the thing that helps it be like really social is that. That's so true. You show up these venues and people are getting drinks, having f- conversations with each other, kind of fraternizing, hanging out at the shows. And then the bands are super friendly. Like, yeah. You can go like they could be setting up their equipment on stage. And you go, hey, man, what's going on? And they're, mm-hmm. they're, they'll conversate with you. Like, totally. It's real, they're really nice people. And like very punk rock heavy. I guess like the grunge scene is. is coming back. Yeah. Like I I, we, I went to uh, a show last night with my friend Grant. Because like this is, uh, I have a couple dudes I'm friends with that are in this band called The Max. I went, was at that show. Were you? Night. Yes, at Mission Theater. Yeah, I was there. That's crazy. I, I was oh my gosh. awkward fellow in the front row. Like, <laughs> everything on my camera. Oh my gosh. I know, I'm trying to think if I saw you because... It thinned out there at the end. I was surprised. I was so surprised. I was like, uh, my friend Grant was standing next to me and 
Shout out to Max. Show's great. Simpleton, yeah, incredible. Uh, Bathley, all you guys. Oh, yeah. Great, great lineup. But did you notice that, like, when Bathley left, like, they had the most people right there. I was yeah. surprised by it. I was like, man, everybody crowded the stage when Bathley was there. And then it kind of dimmed out. I think everybody went up top, though. Well, I think a part of it, too, um, my, my boyfriend, Max, produced the Simpleton album, the latest Simpleton did album. It, great, dude. We were so blown away by them. They, aren't they just incredible? The, they, like, like, I, they wore like, my heart. You're like, they remind me of the Smashing Pumpkins. Exactly. Like, yeah, but they kind of do their own thing. Like, yeah. it's their own vibe. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Totally. It's so cool. And they're all like... 18, 19. Not there young. Yeah. But yeah, they, um, I don't know. They've got that big, like, um, high school crowd. They well, did. That, that kind of follows them. And it was an all ages show, which is really cool. I don't remember I the last time say, I've I'm, been. That might've been a thing. An all ages show. So it kind of felt like, I don't know, maybe they just weren't, didn't know the Max as well as like the older crowd. Yeah. Would. The Max headlining it. I, I know. They would have been like the draw. Yeah. And I thought, I mean, I, I think the Max are incredible. Oh, I, dude, they're, they, they're so good. I, when Jonah introduced me to them, like our first life, the first time we saw them was at this bar at Jonah's birthday party. Oh yeah. And they were immediately turned off by this whole thing. Cause you go to this bar, it's like a lodge, right? It's not, it's not a music bar. Okay. It's where the neighborhood old whiteys go in there and they hang out with their friends, <laughs> Sure, you know? And yeah. like, so they, all the bands show up. There's three bands. There's the Max, Palomino, Joyride, and another band. And everybody was concerned about the sound. They were mm. awkwarded out. They were like, man, the people here don't even look like they want us to be here. But the, the bar owner set it up with Jonah. Okay. So like these people who would normally come here on like a Wednesday night for happy hour, are listening to the max yeah. play as loud as they could possibly Gosh. play. And it got so loud. I think that they told them like the max set had to be cut short because people were saying it was too loud. Like the older, Oh uh, man. And me and her, I'm standing next to, uh, their, their bass guitarist, the tall Adam driver looking dude. I forgot his name. Joseph or Ben. I get him and his brother's name confused. Oh, it's Aiden. Aiden yeah. Aiden's up, and then Joseph is his brother. Oh, no. <laughs> all the time. I don't remember any of the names. Two, the two scruffy-haired, like, bonded... With the mustaches. mustaches. Yes. Also, the drummer and yes. the guitarist. And the very tall dude, no relation. I've gotten a messed up. I've, 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 it's okay, though. I, I just kind of figured it out the other day. I, I, I am horrible with, like, if I meet a bunch of people at once, I can't remember their names. I don't know their... I've talked to their keyboardist many times and don't remember his name. Oh, the little curl. Yeah, I don't know. The guy, the guy who dresses in the suits all the time. Yeah. I like, I like his aesthetic. He goes for the 70s. I do hard. too. And I love that they all have like kind of different variations of and that, you know. friends. Like, oh, that's so great. When, when I remember the interview, I was talking to them. I was like, how, okay, so how do four individuals, five, five in, yeah, four individuals. Five. Wait. Five. Yeah, five. Five. Oh, so, same, yeah. So, yeah. so like. Sorry. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and like, how, you guys are friends. And you all are extremely talented. How, like, the odds of them just meeting each other and forming this band and being as good as they are are so slim. Yeah. But, like, after talking to Sam and, the, like, in the band, the, the, their core value is just working hard. Like, they're just, like, we just practice as much as we can and we feed off each other. If we, Damn. you know, somebody has, like, a, like, a something they're working on, we feed off that. And then, like, yesterday I was talking to Sam for, like, 15 minutes, introducing him to uh, Grant, and I was like, I was like, dude, so how do you guys write your music? I was like, because you guys, it's so different. Like, mm-hmm. um, from like uh, tonsil hockey all the way down to like bumblebeads. Like yeah. listening to him s- sing that song, it sounds like a song that would be played at a burlesque show, you know? <laughs> but it's so different and intricate. It sounds so classic. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we just beat off each other. And then I'll sit there a little bit and just write some stuff down. And then they'll throw in some stuff. And it's very organic. And so like to watch this band, who's like, the one thing I love the most is when a band is like in tune with each other mm-hmm. and they're just looking at each other the whole time. Like they're, like you got the guitarist looking at the drummer, just like making sure they're kind of keeping on beat. They're so in tune. And then yeah. Sam's like just fucking going all out performing. Yeah. He's the, such a great front man. He is. Good. Oh, he's so theatrical mm-hmm. too. And like, and it's, they're just so good. And to like even have an opportunity to talk with them. Like I like like you should definitely talk with them. I know. They're they're like a goal of mine, but I was watching their their interview with you um earlier this morning because I was just like scrolling through seeing who and I was like, oh my gosh. That Max. was a mess too. I didn't bring enough mics. So like I five uh, people's a lot of people. What was it? No, 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 no
I didn't bring the power cord for it. Oh. So I had, I brought my camera, my lights and everything. We set it up in their living room and I'm, we're setting everything up. And I look at her, I'm like, I didn't bring no this, the power cord. And so I had, they had a pot, like a uh, plant right in the middle of their table. I just grabbed that mic, put it right in the plant and just hope and turned it up as much as I could so they could pick up. And it, you can hear everybody's just that great quality. Yeah. So I was really like self-conscious about that episode and on what, how it turned out. I mean, hey, it happens all the time. And there's so many little things, like all of those cords you've got to remember, oh the power and the connector Boxes and the dog. And, shit, like, like, and you're just this. grabbing everything you can. Yeah. And I thought like, oh, I'm good. I got everything. I took the time to put everything to the side. And then that happens. But then like we get there, super friendly. They offer us something to drink, something to eat. Like, you guys want anything? This. Um, they just got done practicing. Like, like and that's the thing. Like, they didn't have to do any of it. Right. Yeah. To just conversate. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, no offense, Sam. Sam looked like he was really tired. I felt so bad for the guy because he's sitting there like, uh, like that, just like knocking out. And I was like, I'm sorry, Sam. <laughs> I, was, I, I wanted to be like, oh, it's okay, dude. This will be, it won't, yeah, bear it won't with be me. long. <laughs> right. Yeah, bear with me. And Aiden, he was like, oh, like thank God, because like he, he was so conversational. That guy, like, I, like when I first saw him, I was like, he looks just like Snape from Harry Potter. <laughs> I can I, see that. Like maybe it's the eyebrows. It gets a little and bit the of, hair, yeah. And hair, the Adam Driver kind of vibe. Uh huh. And then I was like, that that guy probably probably has no problem with girls. I was like, he's so unique looking. Like I was like, he's distinctive. He's yeah. very distinctive. He's recognizable. Mm-hmm. And just all the features of the entire band. Everybody's got their own thing. Yeah. And fully accepting of each other. And then they like it's kind of like nothing is more interesting and exciting to me and brings me more like calmness than when you see people with multiple different interests coming together to make one thing really, really good. Yeah. Like you can tell they're all individuals. They know who they are. Totally. And their sound is incredible and very unique to them. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you can tell that it's coming from all of those different influences. And it's just, yeah, it's so unique to find a band where that works. Yeah. And that's, uh, you said earlier, like it sounds classic and it totally does. Like And modern at the same time. Yeah. It, uh, it's such an interesting and hard line to walk. But when that's co- what I, what I kind of feel like Simpleton is, is starting to tap into too. And I love how conversational they are. Yeah. Like, just they're like, so funny. Just to, like, to bring up the casual jokes of things. And like, and like I, as an artist, I'm sure like you can get probably somewhat insecure, like because you're having to constantly uh, fix stuff, adjust your like, cor- like tight yeah. chords, adjust your audio as you're performing. Cause your songs sound different. You got to do right. that. And to do that, while being conversational and engaging with your audience, that's a skill in itself. A hundred percent. For them being that young, like you said, and to be that talented, and yeah, be professional like that, totally. And they have like their own vibe. I'm excited. Like totally. I, I wrote them like last like two weeks ago, and they said they were pretty busy, and I'm hoping to be able to talk to them soon because they're just so interesting. Yeah, they're so interesting. I'm trying to talk to them too now. I guess we're going to be competing, but <laughs> oh, no. that's the one thing too. Like I thought, like. I, when, I, when I reached out to talk to you, I was like, I hope she doesn't think that this is like a, a competition bringing. No. Because I felt like, oh, nothing's better than this would be great to talk to somebody who shares like the similar interest on like just talking to musicians and being interested in music. And in a way, it's kind of like being like a music historian. Because you're yeah. like, I'm building up this red, like this catalog. Someday you're going to be glad that I made this. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we're not expecting anything in return. No. You know, it's all for our own self-interest to be like, <laughs> how do I talk to them? Because I'm trying to enjoy your stuff. Right. And, if, and I want to know more. Yeah. You want to know more. And if you, we can help them, like, get their stuff out there more, then that gives them the ability to make more music. Exactly. And then that and that's what I want. to listen to. Uh-huh. Right? Yes, 100%. And no, yeah, I didn't take it competitively at all. And, and I was totally kidding there. I think it's great that, I mean, there's, there's so much music in Portland and, and I feel like everyone deserves to be interviewed at, at least twice. Yeah. And I offer that to everybody to come back. I'm like, you guys want to come back. Like, I'd love to conversate with this. This isn't a one-time thing. Yeah. But like, there's a part of my mind. Do you ever feel like insecure about your interviews? Like after my interviews, I'm always like in my head, like, oh, did this go well? Did I fuck up? Did I insult them? Did I do this? Yeah. I could be very stupid. I'm not a smart guy. <laughs> like, I, I, I hope I don't give off certain vibes. I feel like I'm a decently nice guy, but sometimes I get in my head and think about like, what was my impression? You know, because you don't, nobody wants to leave a negative impression on anybody. Right. And I think about that 
too much sometimes where I really just have to let it be. Be like, okay, the interview happened. It is what it is. Yeah. I can't, can't go back now. now. Can't right. go back now. No matter how totally. much editing I do, can't go back. Yeah. I just say a lot of stupid shit. No, I totally get that. And one thing, and I keep catching myself doing it even here as I'm like, oh my gosh, shush. Like, you know, hopping in on the the end of things or just responding. Like, I just want to be in conversation. And then I listen back and I'm like, man. Well, that's what conversations are. Exactly. They are jumping in and and then getting like the... And I, I, I'm sorry, because I feel like I've cut you off quite a bit. Oh, got to know. No, no, no. I just was, I was just saying to that, yeah, I relate to that, that after, after an interview, sometimes I'm like, man, what? What can you what, what can I improve, improve on? That yeah, that's, that's a great point. You know what I mean? Like, you, what you more just, can you ask for? Exactly. You, you care, which means like in the natural order of things, the fact that you care means gradual improvement. Yeah. Like, you know, like, and like when I first started, the first thing I had to get out of was like, I was always in my head. Like they're doing interviews. Like, what's the next question? Mm. Uh, like, do I have enough questions? Do, I, it, do yeah. I? Am I knowledgeable? You're worrying about all this stuff because yeah. you want the interview to go well, right? And I think it took me until I'm about what sixty interviews in now, man. And yeah, you're the sixty second. I believe the sixty second. Wow. And it took me until about probably five interviews ago to kind of develop this acceptance of don't care. Like, yeah. Just talk to people that you're interested. In, let it flow. What happens, happens. And the one thing I have noticed is I get the most fan interaction and the most feedback, positive feedback, when I'm just going, not mm. thinking. Because it's spontaneous. People love spontaneity. They love, like, genuineness. And, like, whether or not me being genuine is likable. Like all I'd I, say it is. Well, thank you. Uh-huh. You know, and, like, but, like, I, I, that's all I can be. Right. And that is the only way. Like, if you looked at other successful radio hosts, um... Uh, TV personalities, they have to be the, they try to be the most genuine version of themselves that they can be. And I feel like that just trying to attempt that is a path for improvement and kind of things will grow. Yeah. Like even like I've watched some of your stuff and just seeing that constant progression, like there's constant, like you're getting more and more comfortable. Each Thank show. you. And it's like, Oh, she, she know like, and just, it's a brave thing to just decide to do it. You know, just Dang. like, because for one, the, the, you have to deal with the factor. I don't have to. And I don't know what that experience is. Is that you're a female. Yeah. Right. So do you ever feel like, oh, somebody's going to, you don't know how they're going to react to you or how, like, if there's a safety issue at all. Like, you know, I'm not a fearful person by nature. And people have asked me about that safety issue. And I don't feel that at them, all. Do they, do they, do they interview but where you live? I'm in a public space. No, oh, okay. um, it, they come to the like radio station on campus. So, so that, you know, adds to it too. But I think, I think when you grow up being a musician as a woman, you get used to being around a lot of guys really fast. Yeah. And Honestly, it is funny though. Sometimes like, you know, I have bands on and they're like, they're like in their thirties and I'm, I'm like, wow, I'm just kind of like a little blonde kid on the other side of the <laughs> microphone. <laughs> like, How'd you come up with that? You know? Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that it comes across that I'm getting more comfortable. Cause I, I feel that every episode, like leaving and being like, okay, you know what? Like we, we laughed, we had a great time and there, maybe there were some moments that were awkward, but like, it's just, it's just going to be that way. Yeah. And I feel like, um, so far everyone has just been really, has been really receptive and I think willing to, I don't know, willing to work with me and, and musicians love to talk about what they're doing. They, they, do. they love to break down. They exactly. Wanna, they want to promote it. They want more people to hear it. Like, yeah. And somebody showing interest in their art. You right. Know, like when some like when somebody tells you like like how I just like complimented you, when somebody compliments me, I'm always like I'm really awkward with compliments. Like I've been married to her for six years and she gives me compliments and I still have a hard time taking <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like it's just like that's just how I am. I have a hard time taking compliments. So like but when somebody compliments like um I interviewed shout out Joe Mai, I interviewed this music producer slash animator um from Minnesota. Mm. And it makes like hip hop beats, produces beats for different like hip hop artists. And I was really surprised. He was like the first person I've interviewed in like 60 interviews that was like gave me an honest like opinion of my show and what had like positive things to say and just offered to help. He's like, yeah. he was like, hey, man, he's like, I was he's like, because he um, 
he teaches other people how to like uh, properly promote on their social medias as well. Okay, and, like, yeah. How to do that. And so like, he's like, if you have any questions, feel free to ask me, dude. He's like, so like he developed this open line of communication of like, so I wrote him, I was like, hey, what would you recommend me do? Because I'm still like, I'm 32. I'm not really savvy with Instagram or the algorithm or TikTok and all that. God, and and he gave me some pointers. He told me, he's like, make a compilation video of all your podcasts, man. He's like, he's like, like throw in some funny stuff, throw in some serious stuff, throw, do whatever you want, but just give people a little promo of what your show is. So I did that. Got good interaction. Mm. Even like, even bands that I've like a lot more famous than most of the ones I interviewed, like comment on it and like it. And like, I got a like from like M83. Whoa. Yeah, dude. I've been talking to him. Shout out to Andy. Damn. Wow. All because I just yeah. reached out to him. Mm-hmm. Like, like people always seem surprised. They're like, oh my God, he, how, how'd you create a dialogue? It's like, I just people wrote it. People are really just that willing. Yeah. And didn't expect him to write me back. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's got like 150,000 followers. He's like, like cult famous. I feel like there's this, like everybody appreciates his music, whether or not you're like deep into him, but like, he's got a huge fan base and people, when you say M83, it's usually uh, tied to something positive or like yeah. a positive thing towards his music. Right. And shout out M83, guys, check out his album. It just came out today. Oh man. Fantasy. Listen to it. I listened to the, like, uh, cause he released the first uh, six songs called like the first chapter. Okay. And then he released the full album today. It is so good. Oh, it is a that. fantasy opera through space. Interesting. And, like, Cosmic pop. Yeah. It's a cosmic pop. I would say maybe it is called cosmic pop. Cosmic <laughs> pop orchestra or something. And it's the album is so good. Like I highly recommend listening to it. But like I'll totally check that out. And then when he wrote me back, I was like, I think the next day I wrote him, I was like, hey, you know what? Because I wanted to keep talking to him. I was like, let's see how I feel we can right. I, I get some, rec- some work. recommendation yeah. from him. And so I wrote him, I was like, hey, you know, I just wondering, I like to like ask artists that I interview, like any song recommendations that they have. And I think later on the day he wrote me back and gave me like a recommendation of like a 60s folk artist, cool. like Spanish, that sung in Spanish. Okay. And I was like, cool, I'll listen to it. it was, yeah. I like the vibe. It's cool. And I was like, now I can, like, it, it, just those little questions help me get in his mind. Totally. Think of like, oh, this might have been an influence to him. Mm. Like, what got him? Because the guy is like composer level shit. Like, I don't know what instruments he fully plays, but like every production he has just has like synth, violin, saxophone yeah. keyboard guitar everything he's got like he's like one of those performers that just have a stage full of instruments right with like 20 people on stage kind of like modest mouse type shit yeah okay yeah and i i, I just like people like that fascinate me because i'm like where did it all begin right you know and that's everybody's story like conversating with you and finding out like how your story began and how, who influenced you and like what music you listen to uh what drives you and so when you're done with school what what career path are you wanting to go on? Like, what's the next step for you? <laughs> oh, I wish I knew. Um, you know, I mean, I'm 32 years old. And I still have no idea what I'm doing. I'm yeah, my bills. that that's that's what I'm trying to do. Like, um, I think I'll I'll find whatever it is that um, that itself. I'm meant to do. Yeah, that I'm meant. To, well, yeah, that I that I end up doing. And see, one thing I've noticed too. When I, I never thought of meant to be as something my entire life. Yeah. And when somebody like makes the kind of like decisive, say, this is what I'm meant to be. It's like, well, you've already established that's what you want meant to be by saying it. It's like right. manifesting it. Right. Like you've like, when you say those words, that's good. Cause you're saying I'm meant to do this, which means that you're willing hmm. to put in the work, the time and dedication to do it. And just by telling your subconscious, those words, put you on the right path to it. So it's like when you say, because there's like a negative connotation tied to meant to be yeah. on every level. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, when somebody says like they're in a relationship, like we're meant to be. Right. Or like, I mean, that's kind of a dual thing because both people have to agree to that. Yeah, that's true. But like when you decide like I'm meant to do this, like that's what like Steven Tyler said. That's what Elton John said. That's what these artists said with like, I'm meant to be. And they made it happen. Right. That's such a great point because I feel like I feel like the negative connotation is that it sounds like, oh, it's meant to be, so it's just going to happen. Yeah. But there is all that work involved and and making it what yeah. you're doing. Because you're that you're only in control of yourself, right? Like you, you like some people think like if it's meant to be, I can just sit around and watch TV and it'll just happen, to and me. it'll just happen. It'll nothing just present like itself. That. Yeah, right? it's really as simple as work and putting yourself in the right circumstance to meet opportunity. Yeah. Right. So like, and the harder you work, the more of those opportunities pop up. Right. And the more the people, more people 
see and respect yeah. what it is you're doing. Yeah. Like, dude, I just talked to this guy. Shout out um, Jean Paulo. Jean Paulo. This guy's an amazing animator. And he does a, he created a VR show on Meta called Nightmara, which oh. is like, I think he's trying to sell to like a network right now. Okay. And I call this guy, I write this guy. We do a video cat. I'm just trying, because I have a live show coming up May 20th at Turn, Turn, Turn. Oh, Portland. cool. And my first ever live show. Oh my gosh, I, that's I've, so exciting. Ogre's going to perform. I got a couple <laughs> bands that are going to perform that's in between. That's awesome. And I'm going to interview. I tried to get the max, but they were kind of like, we're, we're going to be traveling. And yeah. like, they have venue obligations. You know? For sure. I didn't right. even realize that was a thing, venue obligations. Yeah, like, what, it, where they can't play the same venue. Depending on the time. So they oh, can play the venue. Yeah. But like, say if they have a show coming up at um, Arlene Schnitzer or... The Roseland Theater, they actually have a deal with the theater that they can't play at a nearby theater within a certain time period. Yeah. Because throw off ticket sales. I've heard of that. Because then people might buy less tickets to their show. Right. Their if show. they can, yeah. And that's my theory that's about really why I funny. think their show, like when they performed, it was kind of dim. Because like. They did perform they recently. They performed a lot of shows yeah. in Portland the last month. That's and true. I, and like I've seen them three times. That's how much they performed. Is I've yeah. three of their shows. So I think that might be it. And that like, it's a great point. And then if you notice, like, I think today they're going to be at wow hall and Eugene, like when I watch those videos, they're packed, right? Because they don't get to see them. that much. Right. We get spoiled. by Yeah. Them. That's so true. We're so, so used to it. So like, I think for them to, and that's one thing I respect about them is that like, even when a room might not be as full as the previous show, they still go hard and they still perform the best. Yeah. They never just be like, Oh, whatever. I'm just going to, let's get this over with right and that's being professional yeah but like i think like and then like you can see with their mentality like how locked in they are of Mm -hmm. like they know themselves Mm -hmm. right and all i strive to do is to try to get to know myself as much as possible very difficult you know like i have (laughs) all i know i like doing is i love my family i enjoy my podcast and i love music besides that i'm still figuring out who i am and i feel like all of us are dealing with that on some level yeah it's admirable to see people who, especially like the adventure that you've been on, Jesus, coming from Omaha, Nebraska, <laughs> taking the chance of moving to Portland, Oregon, going to school here and embracing the culture, like, and say positive things about it. <laughs> Portland's all right. Portland's doing great. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's an awesome city. And yeah, totally. I think we're all always doing that. And we're all always changing too, you know, like who you are is, um, it's, constant. it's never static. Yeah. No, no, no. no. And it, for me, I get so insecure sometimes about it because I'm like, I got two boys, right? I got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And I, I'll get in my head sometimes and be like, I'm 32 years old. I got two boys. I don't know who the fuck I am. And I'm their father. How do I, <laughs> like, how do I get them to be comfortable with themselves mm, and do all this? Yeah. And then you kind of have to remind yourself that they don't really care. Right. You know, all they really want to do, like we took my, uh, she dropped off my kids at her aunt's house and they, they're, I love her. Uh, family because like if we need them to watch the kids they're like bring them we love the kids this oh cool. that's so great so they're gonna spend the night there and when we tell them we're taking them they're like super happy to go but then like right before we left like both of the boys are like i'm gonna miss you i love you it's like the first time forever my kids are like i'm gonna miss you and i'm like they don't care about how messed up i am they just don't care they care they <laughs> no just care you're that. their dad and that's the most important I'm the pops, part. man yeah. they're, they're like this is the guy that feeds me like cool <laughs> me hangs out and as long as he doesn't physically or emotionally abuse me we're all right <laughs> and like but that's the, that's the thing it's like being cute it's like this constant struggle of balancing everything right? yeah like you're having about god like me i didn't go to college i went straight to the just straight to work. I, I was a bum in my early twenties. It took me meeting her to be like a decently okay guy. <laughs> right. And like, so like I had a hobby from couch to couch, work minimum wage jobs, just didn't really know myself. And this is like the first time in forever where I found something where I, I enjoy it a lot and it provides like this purpose to where I'm like, I think I could do this. Yeah. I don't care where it goes. Right. And it's as long as I keep trying to improve it, and improve myself and grow, we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, like it's beyond, like what it's become is beyond whatever expectation I had even at the beginning. Right. So it's like with your show, uh, like when, you, when you're going into the next interview, are you always surprised? I'm like, you're like, I'm doing this. This is cool. Like I'm talking to this. I'm doing what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so gratifying to be like, 
yeah, I'm still doing what I want to do and I'm still into this and like, it doesn't seem to stop. No. And yeah, every time, you know, you learn a little bit more, you make a different audio mistake than you made the last time, but like you figured out that last one. And I, yeah, it, I think that's an incredible mentality. All you can hope for is just to grow in the way that you want to. Exactly. And, or, or, and then who knows, there's the things are going to happen along the way that right. didn't expect that might pull you in a different direction. Yeah. And like, and just to embrace the adventure of, and then embrace people that are taking the time to talk to us, you know, like yeah, what, I think what we're doing is like probably the funnest thing that a lot of people can do is like who, how many people get to talk to a local artist or a artist that who knows 10 years from now, five years from now could be on a bigger stage and yeah. you can be like, it was, I got to talk to that person. That was cool. Right. I kind of know they took the time for that and they're, yeah. And you and know that cool. things are going to work out for them and you're not really surprised because you're right. like, they're good people. Like they're talented people, but they're also just good people. Yeah. Things tend to work out for good people. That's so true. Maybe not in the way that you think or the way that they think, but it usually tends but to work some out way. most of the time. Yeah. Cause it all just comes down to the way you treat other people. That's, I feel like that's the only way you get anywhere. Is and it's, it's amazing to see, like, to see the community of musicians that like, everybody's so nice to each other. Mm-hmm. Everybody's so uplifting. Everybody's motivated. And it's not like, there's a level of competition, but there's a level of competition to the point where it's just like, it, it's not anything bad on the other person. Just it right. motivates you to be like, oh man, that band just had a good set. We got to have a good set. Yeah. You know? Okay. So we're going to wrap this up soon. Okay, cool. But I have a question for him. Okay. I ask every guest this question. Okay. And be as honest as you can be. And you don't necessarily have to like, but I ask every guest, what is their opinion on the 1975? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this question and going to be? I this too. So this is. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, this is a, I have an opinion. I have a strong opinion. I, when I was in high school in the 1975, like first became a thing. I thought they were so cool. I thought Maddie Healy was so cool. I loved um, the music for Cars EP. I was a big fan. I was really into them. And then I I loved the first album. And you know what? I totally had that thing where like they got big and I was like... I knew them. I knew them before that. And like, they were cooler than you guys. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is just the curse of loving music. But, um, okay. But recently, I guess their last album, I I just sort of fell, fell off of like them being a huge band that I loved, you know, grew a little bit. Um, I still love all their early stuff, but when this latest album came out and I, I put it on in the car, I was like, okay, I I love them. I need to give it a chance. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was just like, what is happening there? I don't know. There are just, I get the vision maybe, but there are just some lines in the latest album where I'm like, what the hell did you just say? Like, how did nobody correct it? Nobody like questioned you on that? I think they had a lot of yes men. I think they had a lot of yes men behind that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I'm sure you've seen, you know, Maddie Healy getting like canceled. Um, apparently again, I didn't realize that. I don't know. I know know he had that altercation with the female on stage where he shoots like an underage girl or something. Right. I didn't know about that. Allegedly. (laughs) I said something about him getting canceled. Um, Someone in there were like, I thought he already was. I was like, I'm really missing out. You don't hear about a lot of British people getting canceled. That's true. That's a great, yeah. British people are just like, we don't give a shit. They're in the pub. They're chilling. He's like, (laughs) Maddie Healy assaulted a young woman. Yeah, whatever. I did that to my wife yesterday. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But, um, yeah, now, now I just, I don't really know how to feel. I mean, it was so disappointing hearing all the things he said on the podcast. Cause when I yeah, like when I was in high school and getting into them, I feel like I identified, I thought they were against that. I thought there was like a little bit like of a they political. Sold out. Yeah. Like I, I, it's funny how much we have the same opinion on this. Cause I thought like, I was like, they were kind of cool. It was nice to hear yeah. this, like this British pop band, like when they came out with chocolate and, mm-hmm. and then I think it was like the next album became even more, it gradually just became the more mainstream they become, the more mainstream their sound became. Yes. More. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's kind of the consequence. I made excuses. I did. I, I did. You're kind of like, is this a consequence of becoming more fame? Like they went on a worldwide right, tour. Right. Like they're, maybe they're just, you know, they're okay. Now they're just reinventing pop. Like they're yeah. just doing something. And then, Maybe on this album, they took a swing 
and it didn't and work. It did but then the thing that bothers me the most, it's like, 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 like I did what you did. I gave it a chance. Yeah. Like I remember like, like I think the song happiness, I like the vibe of happiness. I think it's the most simple, upbeat song that should be like, it's probably gonna be in the background of many British like independent movies. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But like, and then there's, oh, I can't remember the other song, but like, it just seemed like what, it doesn't seem balanced. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. None, some of the lyrics don't make sense at all. And I'm like, maybe I just don't know what I'm listening to or what, like, maybe they're, it's got, okay. An album should not come off pretentious. No. And that kind of came off pretentious to me. Like yeah. they were feeling themselves quite a bit and nobody said, Hey, you know, maybe make this more enjoyable. Right. Maybe this is what it's about. Yeah. Maybe the next one might be good. Maybe oh, it's done on purpose. Maybe. But I, yeah, it's shitty. I almost thought their next one will be better reviews. Maybe that, like maybe Maddie Healy in his head thought like with the songwriting, like, I love this album. This is going to be a banger. And then he goes out and he's like, and then everybody's like, we're not really feeling it. He's like, yeah, follow you. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it anyway. <laughs> maybe that's what's really going on. Oh, well, I felt like in the early stuff, his songwriting had such like, philosophical undertones. Mm -hmm. There was a lot like, I don't know. I love that. Like he felt like he was writing to people. Like, he yes. felt like the, the fans that were listening to him at the time completely related to all of the music. Totally. Now it's like, it's become stadium rock to where it, the same people that go to a, no, no, I'm not saying anything negative, but the same people that go to a Taylor Swift show are going to 19. Oh yeah. I feel like the two of them are, I mean, well, I feel like Taylor Swift just did a similar thing with she midnight. She tried to lean into the indie world and I'm confused by it. <sighs> Yeah, I, I'm completely confused by it. I'm like, like I watched some of like a music video that popped up on YouTube of a recent album because I was like, okay, I should probably at least know. I'm never gonna listen to her album. It's just like she's trying to be like cool. I I listen to everything she does just because I feel like I need to know. Yeah, you know. Character study found. I'm gonna yeah. Stuff. I'm gonna be hearing about it. I should like have an opinion. But I, she's she's got just one of the most fascinating like music business brains oh, yeah. out there because i you're totally it right works like, it time. works every time i don't understand but yeah she like made herself cool and in, in india again somehow yeah i don't know it's like what how was you Selena do that gomez demi lovato tried to pull off they yeah they couldn't do it only taylor swift could yeah and she's got, got cool like fan bases like beyonce man yeah she does and this latest album i mean similar to the latest 1975 in some ways where I'm like, there were too many us men in yeah. that room. Yeah. The, the thing is though, it's just like, I, they get more, like, I think you got to have a balance. Of course there are artists that are great songwriters, great producers yeah. and they can develop their whole vision and it turns out great. Right. But then there are some artists that work with a producer and kind of need that balance. Yeah. We're like, think of like the red hot chili peppers. Right. They, they, you know what to expect from them. You're never like, you like their music. But you're never blown away by it. You're just like, it's another Red Hot Chili Peppers joint. Yeah, it sounds the way that it's going to. Exactly. Yeah. You, they, you can see that they're trying a different sound a tiny bit. Mm -hmm. It's like um the last album, the pre, not the, because they came out with like a double-sided album that had like 20-something songs on it like two or three months ago. The album before that, that was like Go Robot that shows the child walking oh, and yeah, the bear yeah. behind it. Uh -huh. That was produced by Danger Mouse. That's right? right. That was produced by Danger Mouse, one of the members of Gnarls Barkley. Okay, yeah. And who produ pr like produced that crazy song that got yeah, super yeah, popular. Yeah. So I was like... I liked that. That album was not bad. I loved it. But yeah. you could to hear the influence, right? Yeah, so you like, totally could. So like, I thought it was balanced, but you could definitely tell the Red Hot Chili Peppers took full, like gave full productive control because it's all funk, like bass driven stuff. Yeah. And, um, but with like, when you get that balance of artists and producer it can make something really great but sometimes sometimes it just doesn't sometimes no and sometimes you've given the artist too much control and you just tell them or you don't like the people that taylor swift's got a lot of power she's very successful she's yeah got, if you say no to her your job might they might think that their job is like in question right you might not be able to say no and That's i like feel like no to a director and or like fucking steven spielberg yeah he's like what do you think of the shot he's like i really don't like it he's like get out of here <laughs> like there's that fear maybe there's that I feel like that's got to be a part of it because I don't like what you were saying. There are some artists who do everything on their own and it turns out really great. Like, I don't know. Do you know Andy Schaaf? I've heard. I just heard of him actually. He's incredible. Really interesting guy. But, um, 
Yeah. And, and there are plenty of, plenty of artists like that, but I feel like when you get big and you're doing everything, you still want to do everything on your own. Like you don't have that insecurity checking you exactly. either. And you have, you don't have the lack of resource to get creative. Exactly. I think you can like, do whatever you want and you think it's going to be great. I just, I'm not going to say this artist's name, but then we'll, we'll wrap up all this whole conversation. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But like he told, that's what happened to him. He was given a lot of money for a album he was making. And he said he spent most of it on food. And I think like <laughs> inch, like random inch people that play instruments. Okay, yeah. He was not good with the. Re- he 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 even said he's like, yeah, I just they gave just me a lot of money it. and I used it on what I wanted. And let's say maybe when you give certain artists a lot of money, they think like, oh, I can just experiment and go crazy with mm-hmm. all this stuff. And then, but when you have the scarcity of resource, when you're given like a certain budget, you're like, we got to make do with what we got. Yeah. We got to make sure this is good because we can't afford to mess this up. Where with, when you have the money, you can afford to mess up anything. Yeah. And then you just hire yes men that tell you what you want to hear. Right. That's so true. And yeah, I think a lot of times having restrictions, having limitations breeds so much more you creativity be, you and experimentation. You need pressure cooker, man. Mm-hmm, you, got sure. need, you need pressure. You need deadlines. You need this stuff because then it, make, it creates a motivational stress that's like handleable, but like yeah. that you can handle, but like you you have no choice but to get creative. You're like, this is our only shot. We have to do this. Yes, exactly. I don't know if Taylor Swift really gets that pressure or most mainstream no. artists get that pressure. Yeah. Unless you delusionally give it to yourself. Right. Unless you make that a part of your process. Yeah. But, yeah. So to wrap this up, also yeah. on top of that, great point of view on the 1975. Thank you. Completely agree with it. And it's definitely the most descriptive uh, explanation of a point of view on the 1975 and I agree with it the most. <laughs> I've been waiting to, I've been waiting to have this conversation. I've been so wanting to, I appreciate I'm building this a question. List. I'm building a list of people I've uh, talked to that give comments back and they give me a very vague thing. Like they're just not for me. I'm not going to say anything, but it's not for me. Like they always give me that. And then you have the ones that are like, you know, well, I'm no, this is what opinion. I think. Yeah. This is what I think. And that I admire that. That was great. Thank you. And I completely agree with it because I feel like we can talk about the things and not feel like we have to hold back because you're afraid of offending anybody. We didn't say anything offensive. Right. But it's kind of like, just say what you want to say. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there's some fear about like admitting that you like or admire artists that have gotten big. And like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the fact nothing that they made great music. And that's what made me want to ask the question because for certain people I know, certain art, like certain musicians in the city are huge 1975 fans, but they're afraid to let their friends know yeah. because they're in metal bands. No, they're, that's a, Ooh, sorry, that is a perfect question because they are such a like, they're they're like a pressure point in between in between pop and like alternative culture. And you got to find that balance. Yeah, you're like, do, and then you think you're cool because I've been like, if you're like in an indie band, you're like, I'm I'm in the scene. Do I want to admit right. that? Right, like, I can't say that. Does it throw off my facade? Uh-huh. Like, what are people going to think of me? Right, and a, a and part of you know me, the real kind, ones. it's kind of like a thought experiment too. It's becoming because then I get to see like how the musician views themselves right like oh, are you totally. too cool to talk about this yeah so very good answer that was thank the, you that was the best answer so far you guys heard it you guys got <laughs> competition that was the best answer <laughs> about that but thank you so much for talking to oh me. thank you so much this has been great thanks i'm so glad like i you know like i said before i always get in my head i don't know how these things are gonna go and at the end i'm always pleasantly surprised on how great the conversation went like and the people that I talk to and how much I can learn about them and how friendly they are and how nice they are. And this has been a pleasant conversation. I really yeah, appreciate it. absolutely. This has been fantastic. And I'm, I'm so, oop, I'm so grateful that you asked me to come I out know, here. I don't even actually, don't ever tell people that those things were Clyde. <laughs> I, like, oh. I was noticing it for a little, yeah, they're funny seats. But I know, I don't, comfy. I, they're from like a theater in like somewhere in Washington, for like, but they're old, they're from like the forties. Damn. Yeah, they're a great color too. Thank you. Actually, I was surprised that they weren't dirty. Like this is what they came. They've been like this. Wow. Yeah, in great shape. Shout out. I recommend you guys get theater seats if you ever have a chance. Hit up Facebook Marketplace or offer up. Maybe you'll find that guy with the yeah. city of Tonka. If trucks. you want to offer me twice what I paid for mine. <laughs> um, is there anything that you have like would like to promote? Like going on? Like anything with like your next interviews, Joe? Man, you know, I mean, I'm on I'm on kphstream.mixler.com every Wednesday. Six you, to seven. I thought about it because Mixler, I just found out about that. Yeah. I I mean, I just know about it because that's what the radio uses, but it's just like an online version of FM radio. Wow. So they don't, do they do podcasting or is all of it like radio? It's all radio. And then I just record my show kind of separately um, and upload that. That's so cool. As a podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. And that comes out every Monday. So I've got an episode coming out 
On Monday, too. I guess guys, I'll shout that out. Check her out on Mondays. Check out Stump Grown. Check out her radio show. Yeah, please. You guys will not be disappointed. I mean... Thank you. I mean, she's definitely... I think she's better at this than I am. I mean, I'm just an obnoxious asshole that rambles. <laughs> she actually has critical thinking. But <laughs> I, I would not say... If we shared opinion on the 1975, I think we're about on the same page on critical thinking. Yep. I mean, this is how you get people to like, bond with each other. Your mutual <laughs> misunderstanding them. of the 1975 and... They're ridiculous music. No offense, 1975. Your fans <laughs> like it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Gotta do but what you gotta guys, do. remember to follow The Wild Weird on Instagram, all social medias. Check us out on YouTube. Um, share, share with a friend. That's how these things grow. Um, you know, building community here. Comment. Send recommendations to thewildweirdness at gmail.com. It's, um, take suggestions of people you'd like to be, interview. Uh, artist recommendations. Music that you've heard that you're just trying to get out there and want other people to listen to. Um, please send them my way. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. That awesome. was so fun.